And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because, well, you know what? There was plenty enough to be talking about when we started, and damn it if we ain't done yet. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Sparkle Darkle Pony. No, wait, wrong show. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name, S-A-G-U-J-I-N. There's a thing about that. I'll explain in a couple of moments. Thank you for joining us tonight. And right off the bat, welcome to the first leg of the marathon. Joining us tonight from the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, good evening. Good evening. Just a little bit off to the right into the... I don't even know what the hell we call Ohio. It doesn't really much matter. Joey, hi. The heart of it all. Yeah. That doesn't work, because where I grew up on Long Island, their slogan was, the heart of it all has got it all. Babylon. Yeah. Is, I, is Ohio still considered Midwest, or is that, what is that? It's, I, considered, mid, it's considered Midwest, yeah. Okay. Which is weird. Yeah, it's, it's. It's Chicago's boot heel. I don't know. Whatever. And off to the right of that, where there are some people who have decided that spray painting is, is a wonderful form of protest. Unreal tech. Hi. Lahayam. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and say this. For those of you that are watching after the fact and don't really know about it, a couple of uh, a couple of uh, law lawmakers, uh, legislators from uh, the D.C. capital area, had their front doors marked as if it was. Well, you you remember how in in the in that weird funky book they they kind of painted the outside of the door with with lamb's blood. Yeah, somebody went ahead and marked Mitch McConnell's door with "Where's my money, Mitch?" Yeah. <laughs> Did they spell Mitch correctly? I don't think that they even got that far. I think it was just, where's my money? Well, you have to start with the word Moscow. Yeah, well, to get his well, full name. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think. But he, he really hates his full name. I don't, I, I don't think it got that way. But anyway, hi. Well, yes. Leningrad Lindsay doesn't like his either. So. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a whole other thing. So, hi. Yes. We're back. Yes. Last week was a washout. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say it's basically because um, I was feeling like crap. Dallin is off and the rest of us don't have the stuff to be able to do the show because, I mean, Dallin and I've got the technical stuff. The passwords is what I'm talking about. We've both got the passwords to everything. So, you know, it, it is what it is. So we're back. You know, I was. um. What's up, bitches? We're back. So I, I, I just, I'm probably gonna get, I'm probably gonna yell that from Tiny Trouble for that. Yes, Tiny Trouble's back from college still. So you know, hi. And I've already decided that um, I think a very, very large cup of coffee is the way to start things off this year. So yeah, for those of you that have not started drinking coffee, you're over eighteen. You're allowed now. So, you know, 
And for those of you that are wondering, no, this is not Demitas in a very large container. I wish. Oh, I'm just God, kind of curious if, if you're willing to talk about it. Um, what is uh, Tiny's relationship with coffee? Being um, a college student. Because it, it varies based on student to student. That's true. That's true. He he doesn't drink very often, every once in a while. Um, he's, he's very much of the opinion of coffee the kind of the way that I do it, which is kind of like a, a mocha, really. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it's coffee, scoop of hot chocolate mix, creamer, although heavy cream is really the way to go to, you know, top it off and, and it's, it's good. It's good stuff. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, we're still, um, we've still got them over here until, you know, uh, for about another two weeks, give or take. And then we'll figure out what's going on, uh, very shortly with the school if they're bringing everybody back. I'm hoping things go correctly. I'm not saying one way or the other what it should be. I'm saying that I just want everybody to be safe. Period. Bottom line. That's all that matters. Yeah. I'm like those idiots in France. Uh, well, they're idiots all over the place, but we knew that. Yeah. Even Germany has them. So, yeah. No, yeah. It, it just happened to make an article on the BBC page that, you know, the French police had to go in and break up a big ass rave. Oh, wow. Be that as it may. So, welcome back, everybody. It's nice to be back with you. Uh, Joey, of course, is, uh, it, it's good to have him back because, well, let's face it, um, it's good to have him back. He's the star of the show. Well, at the very least, his his mute button, which we talked about last night. That's a that's a that's a that's a that's a different show. It's a different thing. You people give me quite enough alcohol for that. No, but we definitely give you all the credit that we can, because yeah, because. And and when we were trying to talk about the CMJ and all that other stuff, you were definitely missed. Oh yeah. Which is funny because my credit apparently is fucking fantastic now. Great. Okay. That's good. That's good. So, as always, yes, as always, those of you that are watching live, hi. You can join us and and talk over on the live chat, which is all the way, all the way past Unrenowned Tech. I'm I'm almost tapping you. I'm I'm, I'm knocking on your window over there, Tech. Anyway, all the way over on that side. So, uh, Stephanie, Felis, hi guys. Now, just just really quickly, I was talking with uh, with Bridget before we came on air that uh, I spent part of New Year's Eve night with uh, the nice folks over there at Thank God I'm Atheist, which was one of the podcasts I used to listen to. Uh, I am not an active listener anymore, I will admit, but I had called in a couple of times. And my phone did not get picked up very well on the backside of Buffalo proper. So when I introduced myself as Shoot Tribble, they it, it kind of got really garbled and whatnot. So they kind of had ran with it and said, "Sparkle Darkle Pony, what? What? I couldn't really pick it out. What was it you said? All right, and, you know, I just I just owned it. So I." made a video for them and I I said hi for you know the New Year's Eve and told everybody that you know if you if you remember back to episode 100 that's me and there were a bunch of people who were on the live chat at the time for it who were just like wait that's you yes it is 
So, um, yes, I, I, I apparently have an alias for my alias. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe they'll come in. Go. Yeah, maybe maybe that'll come in handy later when I have to go into hiding again. I don't know. Maybe I'll just move into the woods further from where I live as it is. You know, at 1300 Elmwood Avenue, Buffalo, New York, 14222, dial carefully and good luck. I still got it. Go ahead and look that up sometime, folks. Anyhow. Don't look that up. Huh? It's nothing. Okay. I'll figure it out later. Blue Let's- waffle. No, 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 <laughs> no. I did not mark this as not safe for work. You're not allowed to do this. Okay. Not yet. So. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> so being that we are, um, being that we kind of took uh, a little bit of time off, probably a good idea for me to go ahead and get back into the swing of things. Because let me tell you, that's not always easy for me to do. So, with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle is actually going to start right now. And the word is cherish this week. And Felis is going to know very well that I use this term. I use this term uh, as a replacement for saying, I love you. There are very few people I can say that to. Because there's a lot of baggage that goes along with that for me. It, the word love, you know, we, we know for well that there are a whole bunch of different types of love. There's familial love. There's romantic love. But the word love for me, like I said, it, it's got a lot of baggage because there's a huge level of trust that goes along with it. And I'm not the most trusting of personalities. You know, I've been, I've been hurt a lot of times in a lot of ways that are specific to me. And I'm, I'm not going to compare myself to anybody else. My pain is mine and yours is yours. And everybody else's is theirs. And ne'er the twain shall meet. You know, that's one of the things you should never do. You never compare yourself or somebody else's pain to anybody else's because it's theirs. It's going to be inside of them no matter what. We know for well that I lost the love of my life. You know, it's 15, it's going to be 16 years this spring. The only other woman that I would have even thought about for a while, she ended up, well, she's also died and departed. Too young, too damned young. Lovely lady. So when I tell people that I cherish them, it's the closest thing that I can say to love. It's a hard word for me to say. You know, it's kind of like being in the middle of of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It's the L word. It's not lesbians this time. I cherish people. And I know that I say it's a replacement word for me, but it itself has different connotations too. I cherish having people around me. I cherish knowing for well that I can help people. I cherish those that I concern over. 
that I care about. And those are different things. I cherish knowing full well that my idea of the tapestry of life is a metaphor that works. I cherish knowing people. There's sometimes being together is hard. Especially this past year, it's been incredibly difficult. In some cases, it's been dangerous. Downright criminal. I don't like being away from people. I don't like missing out on the conventions where it's basically the equivalent of, you know, a family get-together. Or family reunion. And we don't have that now, do we? Or at least we shouldn't. For right now, so much has been on hold. The word cherish means that you value it. It means that you want it to stay protected. I want to keep some people protected. I want them to be close. And it's difficult for me, of all people, to open up enough to be able to do that. So from me to you, all of you who take the time to pay attention, to find something worthwhile in what we do, and what I've tried to accomplish, you are cherished. You are valued. And God damn it. You are never, ever alone. It is episode, where is my title? There it is, 343. I was actually going to list it as 343A because, you know, we passed last week. Look back, look ahead. We're not going to roll the tape on the year that was, but there are certain things that are going to be going forward that are carryovers. And it would be remiss of us to not... Make mention of that. Well, God damn it! Here I am. I need. I need a. I need a tissue. And look at this. I'm. I'm. Brand new box. Haven't opened it yet, huh? Uh, no. It's just the worst. Just. Just. It's. It's empty. Great, dude. You gotta pace yourself, man. That's not <laughs> funny. Not power of zero. <laughs> I was talking about sneezing. Uh, How do you think I was talking about? You got a dirty mind, man. I've also got. I wasn't talking about using it as toilet paper. I don't use toilet paper for anything <gasps> other than the toilet. Uh, glad, glad, sure, you glad you clarified. Yeah, I'm. I'm very glad you uh, followed up on that. Yeah. What you've uh, never used toilet paper to blow your nose? No. Oh. I don't. I, was I, guess I don't a, nick a myself when about. I'm shaving. I don't use it for that. No. Um. Back I was going to make a joke about playing, Kentucky and using leaves, but, you know, crumbler this time of the year. Back when I was playing a lot of board games, uh, uh, you know, back before the pandemic, um, 
one of the guys who's like myself, um, who has constant allergies and, and problems with his uh, sinuses and such, he would actually keep a roll of toilet paper in his game bag. Not for the restroom, but to blow his nose, because after a while, no matter how, no matter whether you're getting like the ultra, ultra mega soft tissue paper, uh, tissues for blowing your nose, your nose becomes so sensitive that even those hurt. The only thing softer than those are some of the different Charmin's and other such toilet papers out there. Yeah, I, I just... So I tried it. He, he was not wrong. In in the middle of uh, hay fever season, when my nose was red and not because I was drinking, I've, I took three, four sheets of the toilet paper to blow my nose, and it was softer than a tissue. Uh huh. Um, Joey. Yes, sir. More expensive. You know what I'm looking for on here? Was that a buzzword bingo card? Not quite. Uh, where is it on here? I thought it was. <laughs> oh God, yes, I know what you're looking for. It's on here somewhere. Where the uh, whisper thin shit ticket? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. There it is, right there. Right there. For anybody that's wondering, what I've got here is the the Friday night list. The list of things we're not allowed to say on the air. On Friday nights. Mind ah. you, only on Friday nights. So, yes, we went through the list. And, yeah, Joey, just so you can see it. See? Right there. That's 2020, 2021. You're welcome. The demarcation line, there is nothing from 2020 that we listed. Imagine that. Whatever that was all about. Doesn't help. Well, no, 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 no. Okay. There are certain phrases that have been uttered on the Friday show. Yeah. As as a result of either the author author or editor of the list or something that just came up. Either way, every single phrase on that list has at one point or another either completely derailed or completely broken the show. Yeah. Yeah. So there are certain things that on Friday nights we are disallowed from saying, and they go on that list. And at the end or beginning of each year, we go through it and we try to figure out which phrase or expression gets paroled. And I think we only had one parolee this year. Yeah. Just one. Which one? Uh, you'd have to look. Shoot, I have yep, no there idea. It is. It, it, okay, the 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 phrase is, and uh, Dallin, it, it, we we attributed this one to Dallin. It is pinch the tail, suck the head, go to hell. That's uh, the method for eating crayfish, right? It is. Yep. Yep. If the seasoning's right, you won't go to hell. It'll be utterly bliss. Well, well see, you you forgive me for wording it this way, the Jew of the group should know full well, um, crawfish and shrimp. <laughs> Dude, uh, I'm not practicing. I renounced my faith long I ago. I know, but you're, and, the, you're the closest thing that we've got. And I if and if if so, if it 
if if I knew that the person I was talking to was highly highly Jewish, uh, uh, you know, uh, religious in their uh, Judaism, and they were saying mean nasty stuff to me and my son or any member of my family for that matter or any of my friends that I love, <laughs> I would tell them, you know what, you wait right here. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to find the biggest uh, crustacean I can find. Come back here. And not only will I eat it, but I will suck its dick right in front of you because I know you're a gay bashing bastard, too. <laughs> and see how they respond to that. Um, Granted, okay. their logic and reasoning would not kick in at that point because they don't actually have that kind of organ. But okay. 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 it would still be okay. funny to see okay. the reaction. Okay. Okay. Um. I, I, uh, mm, okay. Now, Does that see, make here's, the list? <laughs> no, no, because it's, it's not Friday night. However, the, the concept, okay, we're, we're straying way too close at this point, but I'll, I'll put it this way. The, the concept of, um, a lobster with all of its little walking feet, uh, pincers grabbing onto your hair as you've got it, like, in your, Mm, no. There's an artist out there somewhere that is now drawing that by hand on a pat notepad. No, no, and that would be H.R. Geiger, and that's already been done in the '70s for <laughs> several movies. So there you go. Hello, my baby. Hello, my. I'm Hello, sorry. Honey, a- Hello, my red tough gal. Yes, that's that's kind of the way. Yeah. That was a great. I love Spaceballs because comedy. they made fun of so many things, and they did it with style. Well, that's Mel. What are you going to do? Yes. So, speaking of uh, Seeker, how do? So, Hi, okay. Seeker, yeah, you should replay that one because I can't say that again twice if I try. No, don't worry about it. So let's let's kind of let's kind of deal with a couple of things that are uh, good. Okay, because there are some things that are good. 2020 is now in the rearview mirror. Okay, let's let's start with that. That's are you a- sure? Because my calendar says December 33rd, 2020. I was I was <laughs> waiting for 115958, 115959, 1160001. You know, there's a webcomic I like where they did the joke of they were doing the countdown 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, happy. And then they get cut off zero, negative one, negative two, negative three. <laughs> and the the genius of the group goes, hold on, I'll lock a tech support ticket maybe and get this updated mm. in a patch. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. No, uh, not happening. I'm glad to, to kick it out the door that, no I, cel- that I celebrated for hours with the people all over the world and rang it in each time that, <laughs> you know, it changed the new year for several different time zones. It was great. Oh, I can see it right now. Bridget, look, there are no, there's nobody in the middle of the Atlantic right now. You don't need to open up. I don't care. It's another time zone. Here we go. <laughs> Jake, uh- go. Start. We started the call at like I don't know six p.m. local my time. So yeah, I got to go through so many different time zones and watch them, and I was like, "This is just so cool." And uh, you know, so so I, I happened to last you know in, until uh, you know California, and uh, then we just kept it going. 
But it was so cool to just see different people in different time zones on the on the call doing their little countdowns and then see fireworks, you know, because they were like, hey, look, look at the camera, there's fireworks. And I'm like, yeah, it's only eight o'clock here. You know? <laughs> it was exciting. No, it's it, perfectly understandable. So, yeah, the idea that 2020 is now in the rearview mirror is, in and of itself, is not a grandiose thing. What is, however, is that so many of us have been holding our breath to get to this point. We've been on a marathon run for, at the very least, the entirety of the year to get to this point, which is still, like I said before, it's still just a water station as we're finishing this marathon that we're in. And this marathon ain't done yet. It's going to be easier, but God, it's going to suck for the first half. But it's not going to be nearly as bad as what we've been through. So that's a good, I mean, let's face it. The new year is going to be better than the last year. Do you have any idea how low a bar that is? You need a you need a 12-year-old girl on roller skates to limbo under that fucking bar. Do you have any clue? No, the bar's even lower than that. You need to go up uh, and find one of those scientific Antarctic teams where they use those core drills to take core samples. Dude. When the bit bottoms out, that's Dude. about where the limbo girl needs to start. Dude. Let's mention a piece that sucks then, since he went ahead and said that. Oh, you mean, um... COVID made it to the frickin' Antarctic. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Section 230, but oh, sure. It did, and that was, like, the last continent that didn't have it, and now they do. And I actually do have a friend who is down there. I mean, he's not near that camp, so he's safe. Fortunately. But yeah. But, you know, fortunately, but yeah, I mean, I actually have a friend who is down there for the next six months working. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's safe and everything, but yeah, we we, like, we talked about wow. the stations down there that uh, if if you go and remember, you have to volunteer to go. You mm -hmm. also have to volunteer to have your appendix removed prematurely so that just in case yeah. there's no medical help to be had. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've covered that one like several times with yeah. pictures and links and graphic detail. But yeah, Ray has been going down there, you know, for six months at a pop, you know, for years to go do research and things like that. And yeah, uh, if I remember correctly, they can only stay down there for a short period of time too yeah, because to of the, the science agreement. So that yeah. way no country can claim it's theirs because they haven't been there long enough to make that claim. Yeah, but yeah, I checked in with them a couple of weeks ago, and um, you know he's he's still he's still doing fine. Um, he's not anywhere near the you know encampment where the COVID is. So, oh, I mean that's good. Oh crap, seeker! Just sad. Think of all the First Nations in nowhere that still caught it and can't get help. My yeah. God, you just reminded me of the story of the guy who. Oh, where the frick was it? Off, uh, the, off the coast of India. 
who bribed people to allow him to bring the good word to the uh, whatever fam uh, whatever yeah the tribe, the that, tribe was. that was isolated on an island and the government the surrounding governments had outlawed that from happening yeah then yeah. the guy went and did it and then he got himself killed and of course the the Christian pity party came out of the woodworks. Oh, this is horrible. It's terrible. You know, he, he died for his beliefs. We should commend it. It was like, you sons of bitches. Yeah. He died because of ignorance. He died from willful ignorance. Something that could have been no. corrected. Well, no. He'd already, he'd already ha been attacked once. So it's not like he didn't have warning. Yeah. And it, it, no, no, I don't. The willful ignorance part being his religious beliefs. Oh, I know, but it's like they they were nice to not kill him the first time. They just shot at him, and the second time, yeah, he uh, he bought it. And yeah, the first one was a warning shot. Yeah. That was that hubris. That's something else to think about, hubris, right yes. there. These non-Christian people who made it a point. So much, so such an eloquent point that the surrounding governments outlawed people trying to go visit them, that they didn't want anybody, no outsiders. They wanted their, they've got their little island, they've got their little tribe, stay the hell away. Right. And they did it so eloquently that all the surrounding governments outlawed anybody going there, right? Mm -hmm. And they're not Christian. So they were still nice enough when somebody broke the surrounding government's laws and the tribe's own rules of no outsiders that rather than killing them outright, they gave a warning shot. Yeah. Okay. No excuse except choosing to ignore that's ignorance, you know, or choosing to um, process the information. Choosing to not process, they're shooting at me, they're trying to kill me, because I'm going somewhere where I shouldn't be. It's not respecting their boundaries. Mm -hmm. So you chose, autonomy. rather than processing that information of, I, if I go here, I will die. <laughs> they, he ignored that data. Put it out of his mind. I'm doing God's work. This, this matters. This book I'm holding. That is questionable heritage and legitimacy and f questionable whether or not there's any facts at all in it. Yeah, like fucking talking, whatever. Potentially anyway, killing them by bringing them some disease that they, you know. Yeah, fortunately, fortunately, if we can even say it that way, it was before COVID. Had it been after Oh well, God. we don't know the um, whether or not COVID could travel the distance off the closest land to that island. Because if the conditions are correct and it could tra transver transverse it through the air uh, due to the humidity, yes. as we know it travels when there's humidity in the air, uh, we just don't know how far. Because our government would allow testing of that when it was when they were trying to test it back in the beginning. Is it without a, a, a person bringing it over? It was far enough away; it, it would not have gone airborne. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm you know, speaking from a scientific, you know, perspective. It just it wouldn't. About what I'm what I'm talking about, though, from the scientific perspective, is the lack of the knowledge that we could have at this point in time of that. how far it could potentially travel under ideal conditions, and if we had the proper or groups in place and the researchers in place, which we did, 
before mm-hmm. a certain or, uh, branch of the government got rid of it. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, a black man instituted it. Anyway, um, we would have had that information. We could have known as regular people on this show, we would have had the access to the various medical journals and things like that that are out there on the Internet that most people choose to ignore reading. Mm-hmm. And we would have known that under optimal conditions, how far it could travel and whether or not, based on more data that's available on the Internet, the closest piece of land to that colony, that, that island, whether or not those optimal conditions ever exist in that place. And if not, then we'd know these guys are safe. All well, the rest of humanity could die out. These guys are safe. With no interference from the outside. Yeah, they would be yeah, safe. Exactly. Because, um, you know, as far as like humidity and all that, you know, other stuff. About the farthest it's going to travel airborne is roughly 26 feet. Now, of the, it, of the variant it, that was studied. No, I mean, all the variants. I mean, it's, the, the new variant is extremely contagious. And the reason why it's more contagious is because it's, I'm trying to put this in layman's terms, it's stickier. Um, and so it's a lot easier to catch it and, and all that. Um, the mutations that popped up in the UK and in South America, you know, have some alterations on that spike protein which is how it attaches anyway. And the mutations just make it attach more firmly. And so if you have a a higher viral load in your nose and your throat, it's going to be more contagious. So that, you know, that's why they're having such a huge outbreak with it and and things like that. The original Wuhan strain that popped up over here in uh, January was, you know, a little more deadly but not nearly as contagious as what we have now. Yeah. There's a couple of, a uh, couple of items over in the chat, by the way, uh, seeker is just also mentioning. Uh, I always refer back to Mythbusters, how far a sneeze can go and how many people can be affected by a runny nose. That mm-hmm. was an absolutely delightful and gross exhibition that they did. Yeah. And that was amazing. And mm-hmm. I will see about linking to that because that was let all right. Mythbusters to me should be a show that continues on in perpetuity reruns on PBS. It should continue to live. It should be part of standard rotation during, you know, in, in between reruns of Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street. Because, I mean, let's face it, you you stack okay, Mister Rogers, Sesame Street, um, you stack that in there with the uh, MythBusters and Bill Nye. I mean, come on, an opportunity to instill such great values with kids of learning, wanting to find out why things go boom, or sniffle, as the case may be. But do you know uh, who got me hooked on on science? Why well, no? It wasn't. Wizard. Oh, really? Because he kept Mr. Wizard. He kept talking down to his kids. You all right? No, crap. To be fair, I saw Mr. Wizard as a man. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched any episodes. 
To be fair, we don't really realize that he was talking down to the kids until we're adults and we're watching it again. And it's like, oh, wow, crap. He's he's a dick, isn't he? he well, when he, I was a was. kid and I was watching him, I, I, I knew that when he had something to say, it was serious because he was talking about processes and things that happen. At one point, he was playing with electricity. At one point, he was using chemicals. Um and I took it as what it was supposed to be, a serious lesson. But I enjoyed it because he was making things happen. I had never thought, even as a kid, that I could use two forks and a battery to cook a hot dog. As serious as his instruction was, he had my attention. And it was I was amazed. And then they ate the hot dogs. I was but, like, not only can you cook it with it, it's safe. But mm-hmm. I didn't ever, do it at home, though. <laughs> did he ever use a blender? That's a that's <laughs> all right. Now, see, that's a that's a that's a, that's a different web show. We're, yeah, we're it's not, a different we're, web show. I'm just saying. I know, I know. But I, they're okay. Okay, hold on a second. As Let's somebody who has had dental sh- surgery before, I have eaten, consumed oh. a blended ha- cheeseburger. Okay, hold on a second. If we're going to go ahead, we're going to have a little bit of fun with this stuff. Let's cover some of the great shows that have really instilled the, the, the idea of science is cool and fun. All right. Mythbusters, of course, is right up there. We know full well we've mentioned Bill Nye, Mr. Wizard. Beekman is also yeah. in there. I and, love Beekman. Um, will it blend? Yes, is scientific, <laughs> even though it is kind of you know just, it's a commercial, really a little bit. But one of my favorite web series for quite a while was: Is it a good idea to microwave this? Oh God, those kids! Oh, <laughs> somebody. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. We, we 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 need the list. Uh, put together so that I can I can. How many microwaves more. did they go through? Something like six or seven. Oh God, more than no, that, they I think. went more through. They they did more than that. They did more Those than that. Used to be pricey back in the day too. That's true. Oh yeah, that's true. Microwaves were so expensive. That's true. And if you want one that has good random facts, and we'll post the link to this one, is the YouTube channel Smarter Every Day. Uh, I mean, the guy was on a submarine. Learning how to make how they make pizza in a cramped space with limited uh, storage and everything else, what it looks like when a torpedo goes flying out of a torpedo tube. Can you fire a baseball so fast that it goes through a brick wall? Yes, yes, you can. Yeah, the only problem that I've got with him is he's Christian. And every once in a while, it feels like it kind of starts bleeding through. I, I never said donate. Remember, that's what fair. you do with your own money is your own that's money. That's fair. I just said I like the things that he talks about, like uh, like when he was talking about, can we make uh, baseball break the sound barrier? I'm sorry. There was nothing in the Bible about that episode. <laughs> All right. So let me let me try to put together the list over here. Is this a good idea to microwave this? Will it blend Beekman, Bill Nye, Mythbusters? Uh, did I miss? Oh, Mr. Wizard. <laughs> and um, we'll we'll kind of add to that and make sure that we've got links. And of course, there's Blake, Big Clive, which TP Seeker's mentioning. Uh, Big Clive. Not familiar with. Big Clive. 
Oh, Crash Course. Crash Course has always been good. Uh, uh, Veritasium? I think that's what it is. Yeah. I'll have to check a couple of... Oh my god, we're going to turn this into a science-loving episode. You know what? And you know what? Um, There's also... Nope, nothing wrong with Here's another one. For people who are interested in electronics and circuitry, Learn Electronics YouTube channel. The guy Um, is a teacher, um, and he's got a lot of really good stuff. Like, he's debunked uh, the cleaning of a soldering iron tip. Somebody had put out a video a while back about how you could take a soldering iron tip and then hit it with, you know, sandpaper and crap like that to make it all shiny and everything. And I cringed at that. And then he did an episode where he's going, no, 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 don't do it. Here's why. Here's how you do it. Here's how you do it proper and all that. And I was like, see, I cringed and said, no, he actually put the information out there and did something about it. I think he deserves a mention just for that. Okay. There is that. Um, TP, uh, MacGyver. Uh, well, MacGyver. I like MacGyver. Um, hey, you like the mullet. Who excuse me. I, excuse well, me. I'm not I'm wrong. I'm not MacGruber. wrong. I in a prior life, when I first moved to Indiana at my first job, they called me the MacGyver of the office. Because every time our freaking printer jammed, I was like, okay, let me look at this. Okay, anybody have a plastic fork and a paper clip and a rubber band? And I could get the thing unjammed. And it worked. And that, that's the important. And, and MacGyver wasn't and it wrong. MacGyver wasn't wrong in several things. Like, for example, I distinctly remember an episode where he had to cut a hole through something. And he needed high heat to do it like a torch, but didn't have a torch. They were in some sort of yard, junkyard, construction yard, whatever. There was a ton of rusty parts around. He ended up following a whole bunch of rust, a whole bunch of aluminum, mixed it together and made homemade thermite. And before that episode, I didn't know what thermite was, nor did I know that it was simply powdered rust and powdered aluminum. Or as they say on Mythbusters, I'm going to mix blur with blur. And don't you figure out what this is because that would be bad. Yeah. Now, in hindsight, I need to turn uh, down looking my back, look, my looking back at that episode, the grains that he made with the file on his Swiss Army knife hmm. would never have combusted the way it did in the show. Well, it's that ho- was that it's was staged. Man. Yeah. So I'm. It's Hollywood. Yeah. You have to prof- get the stuff that's professionally made of the two ingredients. And if you do that, you might wind up on a list. So you best not try to go out and do that, folks. Yeah. In this particular case, that – okay, I'm having too much of a problem trying to get the, the level on my microphone because I keep looking every once in a while at the volume level, and the volume level sometimes is off into the red, and then it's too low. I'm trying to figure – the the list in particular that Tech is talking about could be – the Darwin Award list. So, um, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of things that could go wrong. Not in, not only including death. There's a lot of things that can go wrong when you mess with stuff like that. So please don't. Yeah, thermite. Will it blend? <laughs> Probably not. Thermite dust. Don't breathe this. <laughs> well, the thing is, you still have to have an ignition source. Yes. 
So unless the thing shorted out suddenly and started throwing sparks. Well, you know, electrical component, electrical, you know. Yep. Rust hitting steel bl- blades. That might work. Yeah. Especially if there's any kind of carbon contamination in there. And we know full well that there would be. Mm-hmm. Because there's contamination. Anyway, so the, <laughs> yeah, the infamous Mythbuster blur. Yeah, cop, cop, no, see, that would be interesting if they got there. the Will It Blend guy and the Mythbusters team together. That would be fun to watch because you know they'd be safe about it. Ooh. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. So, yeah, that's, that's, wow, that's, that's, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. So we've, we've got, we got some good laughs to start off the year. That's good. That's good. And um, I'm going to give you some good news updates about the, uh, you know, influenza outbreak that's going on in the United States. Yes, you go ahead and do that because, uh, of course, is, you know for well there's going to be some downers that we're going to have to which, talk about too. No, it's not a downer. No, no, no. I, I've uh, we've got a couple oh, of downers yeah. that we do have to hit. It's it's there's it's more than a, one kind. Well, th- this is absolutely amazing. I mean, the big fear was that we were going to have COVID, you know, on top of you know flu outbreaks. Causing all hell to break loose. Okay, COVID's causing all hell to break loose. Let's, you know, I'll, I'll be up front with that. Yeah, plain and but, simple. COVID back. Just to give you an idea of what the flu season is like in the U.S. right now, um, the cumulative data from September 27th until now, there have been 294 confirmed yeah, you know, laboratory confirmed cases of influenza A and 426 lab confirmed cases of influenza B. And that's for the whole freaking United States. Wait, how many? That's low. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Give me that 200, last. 294 cases of influenza A and 426 cases of influenza B. And that's across that- the whole United States. Up the, until uh, week fifty-one, which is last week, six. That's um, extraordinarily low. Six hundred cases across the oh, whole United States. Yeah, now we're, because people live, are social distancing and oh, wearing exactly. masks and washing well, their hands. They, they're not really sure yet if it's because, I mean, it, the, the flu is you know, less contagious than COVID. And they're not sure yet if it's because of social distancing and masking, and a lot of people are still not doing that properly, or if it's being outcompeted by COVID, they're still not sure. But okay. this is what the data says. Okay, that's the, all right. That, that, that's a that's a good question right there. But and uh, in he, my state, in my state, I'm I'm almost done. Uh, in my state, we have had two reports of influenza-like illnesses. Which they're defining as like a hundred degree, you know, or higher fever, a cough, runny nose. But the, we've had two cases of that for the whole state, and laboratory tests showed negative for COVID, influenza A, influenza B, or uh, respiratory syncytial virus. So it's just like probably a run of the mill cold. Two in the whole state. That's impressive. Um, that more than likely, amazing. we're also getting better numbers because people are more than likely to re- 
go talk to their doctor, whether teledoc or in person, when they start getting those uh, symptoms because they may be afraid it's COVID. Sure, that's that's entirely possible. Um, the if there, as as was said, it's entirely possible. Forgive the pun, not meant this way. The idea that we're kind of freezing it out also by you know not interacting nearly as much as we used to. I mean. Well, that's, you don't see yeah. you don't see hordes of people in a shopping mall right now. Not like we had. So you know, mm-hmm. keep that in mind. What I wanted to you ask know what you, else? I was going to say, in addition to not only the not having people have hordes in the shopping mall, it also goes back to a lot of companies and their current COVID um, uh, uh, pol- the policies towards COVID uh, prevention, and mm-hmm. that is. If you have any indication of a fever or any kind of symptoms that you are even related to COVID, you're not supposed to come into work. Whereas before you had people going, I don't care if you've got the goddamn blue plomic, bubonic plague, you're coming into work or you're fired. Now yeah. it's, well, yeah. if, if, if I act like that and you know, the news gets wind of it, my company is going to be shut down. So uh, if, if you're feeling sick, you, you stay home. Yeah. That's what it was like for us over here with the uh, uh, with the call Except center. For some companies are still dicks, but and uh, Australia had a non-existent flu season. Wow, their flu season was during our summer. That's their winter, right? They had so they were all they, indoors. Damn. Well, they're not having COVID problems either, but they had no flu this year. And normally That's we. Crazy. Go by what they have down there to formulate our vaccines here, but without, to, but without a season for them, there's no way of really knowing. So you have to kind of go with whatever so was circulating the previous year. Yeah, there really wasn't anything to match it with. Wow, that's so. Something. It's just amazing to me. I mean, I went to go look at the data, and I was like, "Wow, we are not." There have been zero reported flu outbreaks in any schools anywhere in the U.S. to date. Nada. Considering how many of them have been shuttered, too, I mean, that doesn't totally surprise me. Yeah, but there's also, in the South, most of them are open and have been. There's a whole other thing. Okay, so the question that I want to kind of follow, well, I was trying to interrupt you for, I'm sorry for that, was- Oh, that's okay. We're talking about roughly 600 cases for the U.S. so far for this season, which is not over, but I mean, at this point in the game- do you have any idea what the average number would have been? Uh, I can go back and look for what it was uh, in 2019, uh, if you give me just uh Sure, while you're looking, this reminds me of an argument I heard um, from online where somebody had mentioned the statistics of Americans getting swine flu uh, back when swine flu was going around. Okay. And we as Americans were taking the precautions that we could. You know, we were washing our hands and avoiding anybody who was sick and things like that. And the swine flu didn't take, you know, didn't have a serious hold on the state like COVID does, or even the regular flu for that matter. But it was enough because it was a scary thing. It was hurting people. It was killing, you know, could kill and all that other stuff. But you know, we took it seriously uh, to, to a degree. Now, they were saying, oh, look, you know, swine flu did this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, so, we, you know, we should be fine with COVID. We shouldn't have to social distance and all that. And all I could say was, you know, if we treated swine flu the way we're treating COVID, it would have been worse. What's the answer to the 
flu question. Okay. According to CDC, last year, there were um, between 39,000 to 56,000 flu illnesses, um, 26,000 medical visits, 740,000 hospitalizations, and anywhere between 24,000 to 62,000 deaths. So anybody who says that COVID is no worse than the flu is now full of shit. Got it. No, no. Because we blow no. through what those numbers. What we're saying numbers. is that COVID is a lot more contagious than the flu is. And we're already taking measures to stay away from each other to prevent that one, which mm-hmm. is having – that's I, bringing I'm, it down I'm, to what – it. wait a second. That's not even yeah. registering as like 1% of previous numbers. It's like – That's under 1%. Holy. I mean, like I said, the out, the quote unquote outbreak that we should be having now is just not happening. It's not a thing. Is and it? of course, there are people who would argue. And I know that uh, uh, well, I can't see the argument the coming. Lab, lab results. You cannot argue with the lab test. No, no. No, what the argument would be is, well, if we don't get exposed to the flu, that means when the next year comes around, it's going to be even more lethal than the previous year. Which, again, we don't know that for a fact because it mutates. I have an answer for that. And I've got another answer for that, too. Smallpox Um, was around for 10... Wait, what was it? Five? Five thousand? Five thousand plus years. So, as far as the herd immunity for um, smallpox... It took vaccines. It took vaccines. And then we killed it in 20 years. But the thing about influenza that you have to remember is if you've ever had it or if you have vaccines, you know, you still have some immunity anyway. So even if we do have another strain come up next year, you know, people still have some memory if they've had a flu vaccine. And... You know, they will be giving out flu vaccines again next year. We just have to you know, keep an eye on Australia, see what happens mm. there. And, you know, if they start having a shitload of people die from the flu, then we'll know that we're in trouble. But I don't think they're going to have that problem. So here's the question I got for you. Mm. As as the resident medical expert of the group, such as you are, and I'm saying that okay. for a reason because you're not a researcher. Right. Is Is it? possible that we could inadvertently accidentally starve the quote-unquote common flu into non-existence this way? I'm going to have to think about that one. I mean, as far as the ones that are, you know, currently in circulation, yes. But you still always have that that risk of um, zoonotic infections, you know, coming sure. from birds and swine and things like that. Sure. Um. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if if people were to mask properly during flu season, like they do in you know Asian countries as part of their culture, and you know maintain social distance and things, then you know we obviously would not be having a problem with the flu. Hey, Joe, 
did you ever travel to a country yeah. where they made you take a typhoid shot before you went? <laughs> I know where the answer's going. Mm, no, because we already had typhoid shots. Uh, administered anyway. That was just yeah. part of it. Why? Why would they give you those shots anyway? Because the military gives you shots for everything just in case. Because uh-huh. you have to be ready to deploy, you know, 24 hours notice or less. Yep. The way that also they work mission ready at all times. Yeah, the way that Joe has described it a couple of times, and Joe, tell me if I'm wrong or if this is just too much hyperbole to be funny. (coughs) This would be like a a vial of the stuff that ended up injected into him at some point or other. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a little battery. It's a little, it's a little battery case, but um, you know, a vial, a very large double sized vial of stuff. Sounds about right, the way that you've described it to me. If it's cumulative, yeah. <coughs> I mean, shit. When we went through basic training, they made us even take MMR, polio, all that stuff. Even though we'd already had it, we still had to take it again. You go in with two arms. <laughs> Here it comes. I love the start of this story already. I love. I love I'm. I'm just gonna sit back. And go right ahead, man. I'm yeah, just gonna wait. Yeah, for let me mute. You come out with one arm, and this swollen mass hanging off the other side, well, and about two weeks of the worst hangover you've ever experienced. Yep. So Popeye with his giant forearms, that's where they were injecting him into, isn't it? <laughs> Explains uh, everything for the swabbies. The, well, yeah. how they did us, I don't know if they did still did this when I went through, because I went through like a long ass time ago. But they had an ear gun that they used on us. And if you flinched, it would cut you. Well, then again, for you, that was also in the 70s, was it? No, I I went in an eighty six. Okay. <laughs> uh, the only the only reason why I mentioned that one is he only because looks like twenty seven to me. You know, <laughs> didn't look a day over thirty nine. But that's a whole other thing. the uh, The reason why <laughs> I mentioned about um, the seventies was mm-hmm. in the seventies was when they were doing massive inoculations. I mean, just people, just one after the other, after the other, after the other, and they were using mm-hmm. those injection guns. And I remember mm-hmm. that very, very, very vividly. Yep. yep. But then again, you know, this is also in the days where uh, there was still money to go ahead into those um, programs to keep everybody safe. Okay. Think it's time to bring the downer into this whole damn thing. Let's yep. start off with the idea that, God damn it, how much money would it actually would we actually need for people to go ahead and be you know i don't know safe at home i'm sorry this 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 whole crap fest that's going on in my country about you know well i don't want people to be getting more staying home than they'd be getting if they were on unemployment or or you know going out and having a job you're telling people to stay the fuck home. It is incumbent upon you to make sure that they can stay at home and not have to infect other people who are then going to be charged up the fucking yin How much, Bridget, how, how much are these people getting, uh, uh, having to be charging into uh, medical uh, stuff if they, if they end up being uh, midline? 
in a hospital at this point for uh, for COVID. Do you mean as far as like being admitted in patient yeah. or anything? Yeah. Let's let's say some not somebody that's. Oh God. Are you talking about somebody with or without insurance? You know what? Let's go without. Because I'm Holy guessing crap. that's t- <laughs> yes. Huh. It it depends on how long that you're inpatient and all that stuff. Is it fair uh, to say six figures is not out of the ordinary? Not at all. Um, I mean, I've I've seen. I'm not saying that we got paid that much for it because insurance doesn't like to pay, but um, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen some shockers like four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars and more, just depending on how long they're in ICU. A house. How long they're on a ventilator. A house. Yeah. Well, more than a house. I mean, especially for the a area that I live in, you know, average, you know, house price heaters, you know, for a, I don't know, we're talking probably 2,200 square foot, you know, a good size house. Um, You know, you can get here for 200K. So we're talking like two and a half houses. I remember back in our early shows, you actually pointed out, Bridge, that we in America, in our legal system, specifically bankruptcy court, mm-hmm. specifically has a code that exists because somebody has medical bills that are mm-hmm. so high that they're broke for the rest of their life with them. Yep. And they have to go bankrupt. Oh, yeah. And I can tell you, I mean, it varies from state to state. Um you know, your mileage may vary and all that stuff. But as far as like the states that I work for and in, if you happen to die because you cannot pay that debt, they will pursue your spouse and your fan, your kids and anybody else. And um, in some, st- some, some states. Some laws won't allow that, but two of them that I work with specifically do. So even dying will not get you out from under it. There are also some states that I'm aware of that if you, if, if somebody tries to come after you for a debt and it's not your debt, but you make a single payment on that debt, you inherit the debt in entirety. Even if it's a debt you may have paid off before, what's mm-hmm. on that paper as that debt, that payment you made towards it, it's like signing an agreement of, I agreed to pay this debt now. Well, it's well, a matter of if you, you take ownership pay. of it then. Yeah, basically, well, that's what you If you don't pay a penny on it, they'll still go after you. Depends on the state. Right. Some some states, as long as you don't pay a penny on it, if it's a legitimately not one of your debts, even if it was done by a spouse, but if it's not something that you co-signed on, if it's not mm-hmm. something that you yourself are responsible for truly, then as long as you don't pay a penny on it, they can never come after you. But they'll make threatening phone calls and all that. And the most recent laws that have been signed in – Thanks to Head Cheeto's administration, mm-hmm. it's actually going to make it easier. Uh, it loosens the laws of what is harassment when it comes to debt agencies calling you. Well, now, I can, I can yeah, tell you that, and I can tell you for sure that in the state of Illinois, if there's any <laughs> medical debt and the person dies, they will go after that spouse and they will go after the kids. 
And the only way to get out from under it is filing bankruptcy. And unfortunately, yeah, we do get a lot of notices that people have filed for bankruptcy. And that's because they can't pay their bills. Here's another piece that I think is incumbent on us to make mention to. And, and Joe, forgive me for hitting you on this one because this hits all too close to home. The people who have been in the military do not get, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm still to this day furious about this, do not get full medical coverage with a, um, with a good discharge. It simply nope. does not happen. And that is absolutely to me unconscionable. The only thing you, the only time you get full medical coverage through veteran services, be it the VA or local veteran services, stuff like that, is if you are considered 100% disabled by the Department of Veteran Affairs. If it's anything less than that, uh, you have coverage through the VA for anything that is service-related. Anything else is You're on, on your own dime. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I've got I've got the scene from uh, I've I've got the scene from um, Blazing Saddles in my head. Son, you're on your own. Mm, and they used to cover spouses too yeah. um, for active duty, but they don't do that anymore either. Yeah, and to me, that's simply that's simply unconscionable. Yeah, the man I is agree. hurting. He's alone. He's tired, and he ain't seen diddly squat from anybody down here. This is another reference I don't get. Sorry. Just the best Christmas movie ever. Uh, that needs to... Um, which one? Because I don't ever remember hearing Ralphie say that. No, not that one. You see your eye, you see your eye. Die hard. I'm getting oh, probably oh, going to oh. get sidetracked a little bit, but you think? Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hi, welcome to Holy Crap the Vlogcast. Have you met us before? It's what I do. <laughs> we we taste rabbit holes. Um, yeah. Uh, this. I'm I'm still concerned about you know um, Supreme Court overturning. In the Affordable Care Act in its entirety, we still have to wait and see how that's going to happen. But uh, Agolf Twitler had uh, put out a tweet <laughs> earlier this evening saying, I I got going, "Well, I'm the one who got rid of the horrible, you know, the uh, horrible mandate and blah blah blah, and you can thank me for that." And uh, he's not ever, ever, ever going to see my tweet because yeah, he gets. Yeah, thousands of tweets, but it felt, it was gratifying to just tell him to go fuck himself. And, and I did. And he's not allowed to block you yet. He's not allowed to block me. But the the thing about these, you know, wonderful plans that you can just, you know, go out and buy yourself that are cheaper. Um, I see those. They're not ACA compliant. And, you know, they don't have to be when you buy them. And so... Yeah, you've got some person working in a restaurant, you know, 20, 30 hours a week that's having to, you know, buy their own insurance. But one of the worst ones that I have seen 
over the last year, and I'm starting to see more and more of these. And I think they should be illegal to sell. This is just my own personal opinion. Um, somebody comes in for chemotherapy. They've got one of these plans. Plan pays maximum of $75 a doctor's visit, regardless of what it's for. So you have people coming in for chemotherapy and radiation therapy, and all their insurance will pay is $75. So the person is on the hook for the rest of that. That I can tell you from experience. And this is what Trump is pushing people to buy. And it just pisses me off. From experience. With my wife. 2002 to 2005. Yeah. The numbers. Most people would look at and go. Oh. Wouldn't it be nice to have that as an income? Yes. Part of the reason we we are, we were, we were firmly convinced, she was very firmly convinced that part of the reason why the company that we had been working for at the time, you know, I don't, I don't think that they exist any longer. So I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll name and shame them. It was Upgrade Corporation of America. Then it was UCA. Then it was UCANL. And then it was SoftBank Services of America. Some people would recognize the name, but it was an inbound call center. And she was good at what she did. She was a, she was an account manager. She and I were very firmly convinced that the medical insurance was changed after her cancer treatments because she was the one on the far end of the bell curve because it it was a lot of money it was a lot of money i mean same thing happened to my husband at you know his job when we lived in arkansas um it was a you know self-funded group plan and they had, I think, three of their faculty members that had, you know, had cancer and had to have treatment. And so their group was no longer eligible for coverage. I mean, this was before, you know, ACA and all of the other stuff, but um, they could not get a policy for the employees at that school anymore because yeah. of those three people. Because insurance companies are out there to do what every company is out there to do. Make a buck. Make a buck. And as much as possible for their shareholders, and that's it. It's it's the one thing that we shouldn't be doing in this country, which is anything health-related sh- health should not be treated as a goddamn business. That's agreed. Exactly. Now, to, to, to that end also, by the way, and Stephanie, I did see it earlier, and I'm kind of coming back around over to you. Stephanie had gone ahead and said, these medical bills are what the UK is facing in the near future, and it is scary. The government is destroying the NHS, the National Health Services. I wish that we had Dallin on right now to talk a little bit further about this, even though we've covered it before. Mm -hmm. Socialized medicine is just an insurance plan operated by a government entity instead of a corporation looking to make a buck. Yeah, that's not That's the difference. 
That's the yeah, total difference. Non-profit. That's it. And if you want, you know, perks and you live in one of those countries, you know, like the UK, Canada, wherever, you can buy additional private insurance policies so that way you can get upgraded to a private room if you want. Sure. And the idea and- that people can get just by being in the country, by being a citizen, that they can get at least a modicum of checkups and uh, uh, pr- oh, shit. What's the word that I'm looking pr- uh, prophylact- yeah, preventative or prophylactic medicines or yeah. treatments that goes an incredibly long way in trying to make sure that the population at large is protected from the worst, or at the very least, blunts out what could be ending up happening. And I know there is no such thing as a perfect plan in any way, shape, or form anywhere. But, as the expression goes, it sure is shit better than nothing. Yeah, and I think that that some of these countries, you know, like the UK and Australia is even trying to push this as well, going to our model. And that would be a mistake. Yep. By the way, real quick, uh, Joe, I know that you're in. Uh, Stephanie just said the NHS is cheaper to run than any insurance scheme because profits are not extracted. That is, thank you ever so much, the exactly right word to use. Profits are not extracted. Yours, Joe. I was just going to say my my brother and his wife, they're both medical. Uh, professionals. Um, my brother's actually working on his doctorate. Uh, his wife is an RN. And they... I think they said it best. Um, when I made the decision to become a doctor, or get on the road to becoming a doctor, I did it because I wanted to help people, not because I wanted to see somebody go into bankruptcy. Good. Yeah. Good. That's exactly that's exactly what we that's, would want people to be doing. That's the kind of doctor I would actually trust too. Shit, yeah. Every I mean, time. there was there's exactly one chiropractor in existence that I would trust in today's day and age, and that was because back when I went to see the guy, he made uh, certain that our family understood that all a chiropractor is good for is realigning things that are out of alignment. They don't cure colds. They should never, ever give you prescription for any kind of medication. And back then, it was uh, if you if they said that they had an X-ray machine in their office, run out the door. Don't come back because they're just adding piling that onto the bill. Because a proper um, uh, a chiropractor can tell what's out of alignment merely by sense of touch because they've been trained to. The only time that an x-ray should be warranted is if you've been in an accident and there's even a hint that you might have fractured something. They should know not to work on you and send you to a doctor to check for that stuff. And they're not for that. He did do alignments. We had legitimate problems uh my mother's side uh my mom and myself with my neck that his services came in very handy <laughs> and the insurance back then didn't cover it in fact most insurances didn't cover him um but he had a reasonable rate 
And we'd even call him to say, hey, look, something's going on. We're not sure if it's an alignment or does this sound like an alignment issue to you? Because it seems to be similar, but not exactly the same as the problem we had, you know, two, three, four weeks ago. And many times he chime in and is like, no, you need to go see a doctor. That that does not sound like an alignment problem. Okay, thanks. Bye. And he never charges for the call. I trusted that guy with my life, even though, you know, he's not doing anything life-saving. Likewise, I had a doctor like that when I was growing up that the guy never sugarcoated anything. You know, he'd tell you like it was, what was going on, what would happen, what what needed to be done, and, you know, no two bits, no two ways around it. And he worked, um, from what I remember of my parents' conversations, he worked with a lot of patients that didn't, couldn't afford his services too much. He put them on a payment plan. How many doctors do you hear about that now? Oh, you can't afford the bill? Debt collectors. You well, can kind of get mean, away there, with that. There are some. I. Uh... I I hate to, you know. But they're few and far in between now. Yeah. Yeah. I I hate to say that this is what we've come to, but there are some doctors that are so tired of fighting with insurance companies and things, which I cannot blame them because the reimbursement rates are crappy anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you you can get them to pay. Um, I mean, when, you know, one complaint that that doctors have is about reimbursement rates for Medicare because they're not very high. But one thing that I can tell you is that I have no issues with Medicare at all. Um, You know, if we send them claims, they usually pay within five to seven days electronically. And if they've processed something incorrectly, then you know, they've got a portal that you can submit documentation to or correct something or whatever, and they'll respond to it in 10 days or less. And it's usually favorable. They don't require pre-authorizations for stuff. Now, there are some things that they won't cover, and they have, you know, you can go to their website and look and see, you know, what's approved and what's not. But they pay promptly, and they're very efficient. Um. Yeah, there have been larger companies that I have been fighting with since March trying to get bills paid for people with COVID that I'm still fighting with and they haven't paid a penny. And the the thing about it is, yeah, there is, you know, a certain premium that that some companies are paying out, you know, for case rates on COVID, like an extra ten or fifteen percent, but it's a flat rate and it doesn't it's it's for the hospital and not the doctors who are going in to do the, you know, to the visits, which is the part that I work with is the actual physicians and not the hospital. Um, you know, so they should be getting paid for those visits. It's not included in a case rate and they're not paying us anything. And Medicare, as soon as we file the claims, I mean, within a week, we've got money and I don't have to fight them. And a, a trend that I'm starting to see now is some doctors are getting out of, you know, fee for service insurance altogether and, and going to a concierge medicine model where you pay a flat rate every month to them. And I'm not sure if they have a contract for like a year or two years or whatever, but you know, you pay them, you know, a few hundred dollars a month. It's a retainer. And, yeah, it's a retainer and you go see them, you know, whenever you need to. 
And I don't blame them. That's no. probably a lot easier to deal with than having to, to fight. And I can tell you, you know, right now that I, I told, I had said previously that the reimbursement rate we were getting from insurance companies is around 10 to 12%. Right. Uh, this year's contracts, it's not even that. There are literally some charges that we have filed where, you know, a bill has been like, I don't know, $38,000. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not being facetious, you know, a $38,000 chemotherapy bill. And they'll reimburse like $250 and some change. You want to talk about these like, groups going ahead and saying, yeah, we want to keep as much money as we can. And I'm like, on the phone with them going, you paid us $250.78 for this drug. And then you are, you know, uh, considering all the administration fees and the supplies and all that is bundled in that cost and not paying for those either. Seriously. Yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and hit this really quickly. Reminding you that my information on this goes back to my first job in 1985 to 87, working at the local drugstore when I was a kid in high school. Reminding you also that money was worth a hell of a lot more then than it is now, dollar for dollar. What the insurance companies had done in several situations and this was with a whole bunch of them. So, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield, GHI. Oh, God, I don't even remember what the, some of the rest of them were. Anyway, there would be question marks as to what was submitted. Did you send in the proper paperwork, actual physical paperwork? The numbers weren't printed correctly. They weren't legible. They weren't clear through the uh, the carbon paper. Which, yeah, there were some that were done on dot matrix printers, so they were actually run off and sent in that way. Mm-hmm. There would be confusion as far as to how much was supposed to be paid, because there was confusion as to which um, which plan the person was under, because maybe they didn't read the correct plan number that was in the boxes that went along with it. They paid the wrong amount because they flipped numbers from one side to the other on the ledgers, and it was just a, you know, just a human error. Sorry about that. We'll get around to fixing that the next pay cycle whenever we get around to it. Mm-hmm. We lost the paperwork as it was coming to you, the physical paperwork. There was also the small problem of we don't think that we should be paying this because X reason. Then there was the one that pissed me off the most. The wiggle room of. We have a flat rate of what to reimburse you according to the national average for this drug. And we will deduct 10% from that for our profit or whatever the number was. Mm-hmm. Reminding you, this was a locally owned and operated independent pharmacy on Long Island. To say that they went through every trick in the book in order to make sure that they didn't pay on time in a reasonable fashion is, remember, 
every dollar that they keep in their coffers every day is interest that accumulates for them. So they're going to do the best that they can to make sure that they do not get rid of as much money as possible because yep. it's my money. Oh, you want some of my money? Well, it's my money. Contracts? What's that? Every well, the, dirty trick in the goddamn book. And the thing about uh, the and the thing about the way that it works now is all of this stuff is filed electronically. Now, yes. And so there is no excuse of oh well we misread it or there's a typo or any of that BS. And what gets me now, um, and somebody needs to do something about this is used to you could you know send a reconsideration request and they would say yes or no. And if you didn't like the answer, then you could get documentation and you could appeal it. And if that didn't work, then you could do like a second level formal appeal and request a peer-to-peer -peer review. Yeah. And that is no longer allowed. If you even have it, some companies now, and I'm not going to name them, but they're major companies. If you just pick up the phone and call them to question something, then Don't drop they're you. coming back now and saying, that was your one and only appeal attempt, and you have no further recourse. That and, and it's 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 again the term is unconscionable. It is unconscionable, and see, like two years ago, if you called and asked them something, then if you didn't like what they said, you could send them records, and you could write up, you know, this is medically necessary. You authorized it, blah blah blah. You processed it wrong, and file an appeal. And then now this year or at least, you know, within the last couple of months, they're like, you've exhausted your appeal rights just because you called us and there's nothing more that you can do. For anybody that wants to think about how how insane that is, let me put it to you in uh, in IT terms. And tech can back me up on this one. Oh, you ready? I think I know where you're going with this one. Go for it. This is the equivalent of having somebody told, we are not going to service your router in your house anymore because our first level technician already told you to turn it off and turn it back on again. You've already exhausted all of your tech opportunities for this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, Would you and continue paying that company? No, I mean, and, and that's, yeah, that's, that's why we have, you know, um, legal staff on retainer is for BS like this because you can have all the documentation in the world and say, yes, you gave this authorization number on this date for this diagnosis for these services and you approved it and you said it was medically necessary. And if you happen to file that claim and they're like, oh, there's no auth on file and you call and say, yes, there is, it's blah, 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 find it in your system, then they can say, oops, you've already exhausted all of your appeal attempts. Sorry. And not pay. If you want to see where we're going with home, with health insurance in this country, the United States of America, go to Reddit. Go to the Scam Home Warranty subreddit. It's hosted by a gentleman, I think a gentleman, uh, who... Uh, used to work in the home warranty business and talks about the horrible things that go on of how to deny claims, whether, you know, what the, uh, what the model's based off of and things like that. And at one point, 
the person even compared it uh how much worse it is compared to um health insurance because health insurance is regulated uh, a regulated industry in comparison mm-hmm. now if the regulations have become such a shit show thanks to let's put it how it is greedy selfish bastards that are currently in power uh changing the rules for people like us us being the average person not somebody who's rich somebody who's not part of the top 1% of this country and we're going down that rabbit hole it it, it it'll scare you i mean he they pointed out that you know they can get away with stuff that they couldn't get away with in health insurance. How much you want to bet in a couple of years, it'll be about the damn same the way we're going. Well, I mean, health, health insurance now is a racket. I mean, their whole game is to deny, deny, delay. And I'm willing and- to bet the top performers in the industry, uh, top performers in the business are the ones in the authorization section that mm-hmm. figure out how to deny a claim. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm not going to pull out any names here because I can't do that. And I'm not going to say that it's a, a larger payer because it's not. It's a it's, payer. Just it's a, a payer. Pay- yeah, it's a payer. I can tell you for a fact that there are two I know of that they will get a stack of claims. They don't accept electronic claims. You have to mail them you know, on paper. And they will work through a stack of, of claims in a day. And whatever is left at the end of the day, they throw in the trash. Oh, your paperwork got lost in the mail. You'll have to resubmit it. Well, you, you call you call to get a status. They're like, it's not on file. And it's like, uh, why is it not on file? Because you paid these four other ones that were in the same envelope. What happened to this claim? There was a point where I had to deal with a, a health insurance that uh, I don't ever have to deal with ever again. And then, Bite me, Etna. I had then, to get, I had to get everything had, certified delivery. Oh, I, I do that too. Uh, there, there are definitely uh, three companies that if I do have to send them paper claims, I send them certified registered receipt. And I get the tracking number. Um, but even that is no guarantee. And we have... A couple of people, you know, working in, you know, in my office now that worked for a couple of these places before and admitted, yeah, they were told that if you're not done with your work at the end of the day, stuff goes in the shredder. Oops, we don't have your claims. And see, that's why I would always get it signature delivery, because at the very least, I could point out that their employees signed for it. It's their responsibility to hold the paperwork and it's their responsibility to process it. It is, but it still doesn't matter. At the end of the day, that claim's not on file. And And it's their word against yours. And they have uh, timely filing guidelines um, that vary from state to state. Some states will give you a year to file claims. Some are 180 days. Uh, State of Illinois, um, depending on the company, you have 60 to 90 days to file a claim from the date of service. So if you don't get paid and you call and they don't have it, oops, timely filing. <laughs> we, we're not going to ever pay you because we didn't get it in time. Yep. Um, and if you try to send it, uh, I, I had one where um, 
I mean, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars that I had. To, and I will name this pair. I'm, uh, I will call them out, send it to uh, Aetna, certified registered receipt. Yeah, like I said, fuck Aetna. No, mm-hmm. but I, I signed a you know, certified registered receipt, which I never got the card back. Okay. And it was a huge appeals package and had records and all this other stuff. And somehow or another, <laughs> it got stuck in Chicago and there was no further tracking information. And I filed a complaint with the uh, you know, U.S. Postal Service and said, yo, where's the package? Here's the tracking. And it's got HIPAA stuff in it. I need to know where this is. And they were unable to locate it. And so I had proof of where I had sent it in time, had the tracking information, all that other stuff, and kept sending it to Aetna and said, we did send this in time. Here is my proof. I've, you know, sent it registered mail, and it's not my fault that it got lost. And they still didn't want to pay it. And then after the 10th time that I contacted them, they sent me a very nasty, nasty letter and said, you have already contacted us 10 times about this. And... Um, our decision stands, do not contact us again. It was like a cease and desist letter, which really pissed me off. So, And I bet you continued to contact them after that, didn't you? No. What I did, since it was a Medicare Advantage type of a plan, um, I contacted a third-party arbitrator and uh, sent them a copy of this nasty gram that I got from Aetna. And proof of the documentation where I had, you know, the tracking and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. And next thing you know, two weeks later, oops, we made a mistake. And we've decided that we're going to honor your appeal. And they paid my stuff. You know, I was going to say that. I, I was going <laughs> to say, so you fed it over to the sharks, didn't you? Well, I did. I contacted, I contacted Maximus myself, which we're not supposed to do. That's what the attorneys were supposed to do, but I was pissed. Okay. So I Googled Maximus's information and got their fax number and wrote them a little letter and sent all this documentation. And they're the ones who went after Aetna and said, you will pay this or else. <laughs> I'm probably guessing that somebody over in the uh, uh, somebody over in the legal office probably went ahead and said, "Don't do that again." No, my no, no, boss. Hold, hold, was hold, like, hold, hold it, hold it, hold it. Uh-huh. Don't do that again. But oh, that was so good. Can we remember this one for later? But don't do that again. I got no reprimand whatsoever. My bosses were like, "Gibson didn't get the cut, and you got the money. You go, girl." <laughs> Well done. <laughs> and I was like, well, they pissed me off. <laughs> we need to, um, we need to hit one last story. And I'm sorry that this ends up being at the end of the whole damn thing, but we, we would be remiss if we did not touch on this one really quickly because it's important. Just before the end of a, I've been good. So you know what? Just before the end of that fucking year of hell, <sighs> Luke Lido died at a hospital 
down there in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. He was the he was the um, Republican congressman elect for Louisiana. Yeah, he was supposed to have taken his office, and he was supposed to have been trying to help his his country and the people in his districts. I will go on record for us all. We do not hold animus to people who are Republicans as a blanket statement. We hold animus for people who do not follow Wheaton's rule. The fact that those folks tend to be quite significantly Republican is the Republicans' problem. However, this gentleman left behind a family. Like many people who have died from COVID have. At he has the, thing I'm not I'm not taking away. I'm saying he has commonality. At the age of forty one. Too long. No underlying conditions either. Forty one years old. Forgive me for adding a little bit of personality into this one, personal onto this one. Almost five years, sorry, almost six years older than my wife was when she died. I don't hold animus to Republicans as a whole. And at this point, I don't care that this guy was from the other party. He was part of a family. And we're hearing about these stories of people who are in their 50s, in their 80s. You know, okay, you know, it, it, it's had to hear about the people who are, you know, up into their 70s and 80s. We, we know for well it happens. But 40? Mm-hmm. You know, 40, that's somebody that was T-boned by a drunk driver. 40 is somebody who was out skydiving because it was their big 4-0 and they wanted to experience it and something went tragically wrong. 40 is somebody who had an underlying genetic condition that just suddenly his aorta exploded and nobody could have seen it coming and nobody could have saved him. This is, this is what people have simply not accepted the reality of. That this, this pain and suffering that we have been going through to isolate ourselves, to not be social animals where every fiber of our being says we need to have human contact, tactile sometimes, Avoiding that is one of the only ways that we can save people. You know, 
what's 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 the thing that's gone around all these big big nasty men we're, we're ready to go ahead and take up arms to save our our fellow human beings and what no 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 man just stay home and watch gilligan's island for you know a couple months that's 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 so hard really i mean okay yeah, it's gilligan's island but whatever and people simply don't want to do it because reasons Yeah. You know, back is, uh, in in August, I remember there was a CBS News article about a six-year-old girl down in Florida dying from COVID. Six years old. Yeah. You know, people were saying, "Oh, well, the young are fine. The young, the, the young have robust immune systems. They'll be fine. We don't need to uh, worry about the young and the old. They're going to die of anything anyway. So you know, we're, they're fine. The the, the middle age, well, they'll just." They'll, they'll, they'll tough through, they'll toughen through it. And it was this constant fuck it attitude. And I, I don't say that in, in a, a derogatory term. I mean, I have actually heard medical people call it that. Um, this attitude of fuck it, you know, and be dismissive of the problem because they don't want to acknowledge it. I understand we're social creatures. I understand that as somebody who's addicted to food, Okay. Uh, it's one of the reasons why it's so hard for me to lose weight. I have the same tendencies and problems as a drug addict has, but in relation to food, the only difference is I can't stop eating or I completely or I die, whereas a drug right. addict can stop, uh, you know, if they have the willpower, if they have the help, if they have whatever they need to make it happen. I ultimately can't stop taking in nutrients. I can do it for a limited period of time, but I'll eventually die from it. Have you considered converting to breatharianism? Oh, God, don't get me started on those assholes. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that um, we as social creatures, when we don't socialize uh, for those whose brains aren't wired in a way that makes them want to isolate under any given circumstances, um, people who have an extreme version of say like uh introversion where they don't want to socialize physically with everybody i'm talking about just the average joe person okay um the average human being regardless of what country is a social creature that requires some social socialization to survive let alone thrive and we also see it in other animals that are social creatures where when they are isolated uh, especially the younger they are when they go into isolation, the worse we've seen where they'll actually curl up and die. Um, but it shortens lifespans not doing so, so when you are that kind of creature. And it is harmful to our mentality, both emotionally. It's harmful to our bodies physically because it's a, we go through like a similar withdrawal symptoms, some people more than others. Um, and, I was reading lots and lots of psychological uh, article, uh, lots and lots of articles by the psychology associations and the psychiatric associations on these topics. And, you know, again, as a person who's addicted to food, I understand that when you are a person who is used to going out every Friday night, heck, some people go out two, three, four times a week and suddenly they have to stop, cut it off you know, halt brick wall, train screech into a halt. I understand how that feels. It hurts in so many different ways. But 
it's that or death, potentially death. But the potential death of those people that you go out with, the potential death of their children, the potential death of their neighbors, your coworkers, the guy down the street that you don't even know, the little old lady who only feeds little pigeons in the park and sees her grandchildren once a month and gives them cookies. It's her death too, potentially. Because you go to the grocery store, you need to go in and get out. And what do I see people doing? Standing there, playing with their masks, touching the cans on the aisles, you know, moving their mask out of the way so they can scratch their face and whatever. As a guy with a beard, I wear a mask. I hate wearing the mask, but I do it anyway because I love people. There are people I love and there are people I cherish and there are people who I hate. But, you know, I have a full spectrum of emotions towards people. But what I don't actively do is I don't try to actively kill people when I know there's an ongoing pandemic and I know that cross-contamination, cross-contamination being me going like this, where I'm just scratching the outside of my nose with my finger and then touching a can on the shelf and then putting it back because it's the wrong can or it's dented. I have just contaminated that can. That's cross-contamination right there. That's why I blow all my groceries when they come in the house. When I go get my groceries... They're in my garage, and then I sterilize everything from top to bottom before it comes in the house because I have people I cherish that I don't want to die. And likewise, when I'm at the grocery store, if I know that that tomato soup can is not the one I want, I don't touch it because I don't want to potentially hurt somebody. Now, this gives me the, uh, this gives me the opening that I need for uh, our, our last item for this week. That. Son of a bitch. There's quite a few of them. Yeah, which one? <laughs> Take your pick. Sorry. You know what? I'm not going to hold not any- sorry. I'm, I'm not holding anything back on this one. I'm right here. <laughs> you aren't referring to you, man. How about <laughs> this? The motherfucker who went ahead and took out vials of serum so that they could come up to room temperature and no longer be viable against C7, C19 so that they could go ahead and say, look, it doesn't work. You absolute abhorrent waste of the water in between your cells. No one. Light of diet day again. No one. And I mean, I hold no hate for anyone. But you, you motherfucker, you are higher on my list right now than Andrew Wakefield on people that I would very much like to see an obituary for. And tell me how high that level is. Trust me right now, you are one of the few people I would very much like to introduce to what is left of my animosity. I just hope Trump doesn't acquit this person. They Well, what we do know is it's a pharmacist that was working out of a medical center. Um, there's criminal property damage. Uh, there's also uh, adulter- charges of adultering a drug, prescription drug, drug charges of reckless endangering safety. There, there's all sorts of different charges that are going on. 
mm-hmm. um, which is why they have, uh, which is why the, uh, p- p- uh, the, the, the police have not released the identity because, you know, they're still putting the official charges together and everything else. However, um, however, the news agencies have gone ahead and said, we went looking through the police blotter and we compared the names that were on the police blotters alongside records of people in the medical industry. And we found one that matches the correct dates and times and are on both lists. It's amazing what Venn diagrams can do for you. Well, here's the thing. Um, until it's officially stated, I wouldn't bother repeating it just because they could be wrong. Agreed. More than likely, they're probably spot on because they really went after this stuff. But there's a, there's a greater than zero chance that they're wrong. It's best if we wait until the official word comes out. What really gets me is that uh, there were uh, 50 plus people given the uh, tampered uh, vaccination. Mm-hmm. unknowingly by other uh people in that medical center yeah. um honestly i i hope that state holds the death penalty um because i would say bring this person up on it but at the same time uh what i'm worried about what truly worries me you know besides my feelings of wanting this person to go through the death penalty um is that trump may acquit this person uh, not not a quit. Uh, uh, what's that damn pardon? pardon. Right, because some of the charges are federal charges. They are, and, but he won't do it. And, and Trump can pardon federal charges in advance. Doesn't even have to wait for them to happen. He won't do it though. He's he's too busy, you know, trying to. Yeah, he's having a know. temper tantrum. Well, he's he's too busy trying to you know commit sedition and overthrow the government and he's worried about his you know his own friends and and people and stuff like that i don't think he's this is even on his radar i I think uh one of the things that bothered me was they were talking about the monetary damages it was like screw the monetary damages the lives that could have been potentially protected in the line of duty this is like a person going into a police precinct and the police officers have all received brand new um, vests that have the, the proper plating in it so that not even a, a, a steel jacketed slug could get through it. You know, an armor penetrating bullet couldn't get through it. And a bulletproof vest. That's the word. Sorry, my brain farted. And then somebody who was working there overnight decided, well, I don't think bulletproof vests work and i want to make sure that people understand it so i'm going to go in there and i'm going to remove the plating of all these vests or as many vests as i can get my hands on without anybody noticing and then i'm going to tamper with the fabric the the kevlar by snipping little pieces of it to reduce the structural integrity of it so that a bullet has a likelihood of penetrating it and then when the police officer gets shot and they die i'll say see bulletproof vests aren't the answer How's that for an analogy for the people out there that, you know, actually don't get it? Yeah, and seekers. I can can tell you, he will be charged with felonies. He probably will never see light of day again. And I can guarantee you, he's not going to be a licensed pharmacist ever again. Yeah, and I can't. Come in solitary and throw away the key. 
I can't but see them even, being even that. He, I mean, I I know how to hurt the background checks are. You know, even to to license farm techs. Um, he will never be a pharmacist again in this country. But the harm that's already been done. Yeah, there are a lot of questions still. Uh, over over uh, what's been said over in uh, over in the chat. Also, you know, what else have they tampered with? Don't know because yeah. don't know. But yeah. it was fifty-seven vials total last count. But the the point being is that was this the first time that they'd done something like this? We don't know. Investigation time, which is going to eat into it. But that's be that as it may. This is also something that they're trying to put safeguards into place so that people can't <laughs> sue for these things, which is bullshit. Well, but that's again another piece. Is this someone that is ever going to be licensed for anything again in the future? Oh, no. hell no. Because anyone that does a check on this person is going to go, you want to be licensed? You want to be bonded? Trust me, being bonded for being a, a, a teller at a bank? Oh, hell no. They will not cover that. It won't happen. No. And I can tell you from experience that, you know, I had a, a traffic incident. You know, when I was, um, gosh, I was in my 20s, I think. And, you know, I I wasn't charged a fine or anything like that. I was, you know, I was, my registration had expired, okay? And it was, you know, out of date by about 10 days or so. And I got pulled over for it. And they told me to go get my tags renewed. And I didn't have to pay a, a fee or a fine or anything like that. That showed up on my background check. When I applied for a license as a farm tech, and they had questions, and I had to explain myself and provide documentation yeah. just for a traffic stop. Here's something uh, else about it background will never checks. work medical again because licensing boards will will catch it. Yeah, quickly check. Real quick, uh, when you go to jail, the prison inmates, the 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 population. Always find out what you're in for. So in the state of Wisconsin, as of the middle of December of last year, the total number of deaths in prison due to COVID top out at a little over nine and a half thousand people. Okay. In federal prisons, a little over 33,000 have died from COVID. And there's more and more um, light being brought to deaths in prisons because there's no vaccines. There's no way to, you know, spread them out or anything like that. Now, imagine this guy, if assuming it's a guy, gets put in the general population. And they find out that the reason why he's there is because he destroyed vaccines. The same vaccines that could be protecting them. And find out that. Maybe one of those guys that's in charge that kind of runs a segment of the population lost somebody that he actually considered a friend to COVID in the prison. How long do you think that person's going to live? That's going to be really bad month. More importantly, if they're really ruthless, how long do you think they're going to survive in pain over and over and over and over again? What kinds, I can't imagine, because I'm not that kind of person. And he might get shanked a few times. In non-lethal methods, just ways to hurt and cause suffering and Shanked drag it out. 
shanking is not necessarily lethal, and uh, right. sometimes the guards will just like uh, turn a blind eye to it. And for the p- doctors working in the prison, makes me wonder uh, how firmly are they embedded in their Hippocratic oaths? I would, uh, medically, I would say probably pretty embedded in it. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah, because but I mean, it's one thing to do no harm; it's another to hold off treatment for a while. He's not going to die of that blood uh, loss. They're well. I mean, uh, medical professionals, doctors, nurses. I know they're different. They're hold to a different standard. Well, I mean, even if someone were to come in with swastikas all over their body and all that other stuff, and they're Jewish, they would still treat them. And let's not forget, and and Bridget, help me out on this one. Mm -hmm. It's technically a government job. You fuck up medically in a government job. There's a a lot of overhead that's going to come down on your ass. Who knows? Maybe they'll give them extra care just to make sure that they're back on their feet and back in the population as soon as possible. It's entirely possible. We got to, we got to, we got to wrap up over here and um, just kind of get things going. Joey, you've had pretty much the the least amount of airtime tonight. So I'm going to leave for you. Is there any last item that you want to drop in for, for us for tonight? Um, I'll be honest at this point, it's hard for me to even keep my eyes open, but, uh, I'm just glad that, you know, when I woke up the other day, my phone didn't go from, you know, 31, 12, 2022. 0113-2020. We'd have to name a new month. No, please. I'm sure we can stick another Julian in there somewhere. But that's all other thing. I'm going to go ahead and call us now so that we kind of get out of here. Um, on something approaching uh, on time, because I, mm. I was looking up a uh, podcasts on on my uh, uh on my plex server and i realized hey you know for a two-hour show that a lot of shows go to two twenty two thirty. oh wow we we really have been running a little over time sorry about that folks thank you for joining us all as always <laughs> seriously thank you for being with us we hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to consider and think about for later you'll notice I'm not putting any last item myself in here, so we're just going to move it right along. Tech, thank you. You take care of yourself, and, you know, the best of luck surviving with everything, you know. Well, it's... As the saying goes, it is what it is, but we do what we can to help mitigate the worst of it as much as we can. And I truly don't want harm towards the vast majority of people. There are some people out there that need an example so that they have a better understanding because they're ignoring everything around them. Sometimes it's something as simple as, oops, you slammed your finger in the car door. You weren't paying attention. Now you're paying attention. Okay, that's it. We're done. Lesson learned. You pay attention when you close the door so it doesn't happen again. This speaking from experience, I have accidentally slammed my thumb in a car door and it hurt like hell. And I learned not to do it again. But sometimes Mother Nature sends us things. And if we're not paying attention the first time, 
we don't get to live and learn. We become the example. There's lots out there. And a lot of them never get a second chance after COVID. Pay attention, people. Please, for all of us. Fairman, thanks. Joe, you have a uh, restful morning, because Lord knows, I don't think you're going to have too much of a choice at this point, eh? Hmm. No. I, uh, I'm not long at this point. <laughs> Fair enough. Actually, this is the latest I've stayed up in quite a few weeks. Fair enough. I'm glad you were able to make it, man. Thank you. Me you too. take care of yourself. No worries. Bridget, you, of course, you take care of yourself as best you can. No for well that uh, I appreciate you being able to make it as always. Yeah. Um, only thing that, that I have to say is the next three or four weeks are going to be hell. Okay. Um, they're, you know, best guesstimates models right now are saying that we could see another 80,000 deaths over the next three weeks from COVID. But, you know, just hang in there a little longer. I know it's been really, really hard, but, you know, by, you know, probably, you know, this summer and going forward, it will get a lot better. Um, it's just the, the hard part is going to be getting there, but we will get there and we will get through. You know, so all of you people who are, you know, doing your part to, you know, shelter in place and, and wear a mask and all that stuff, you know, uh, it's, it's been hard on all of us, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. And we will get there. Just hang in there a little bit longer. And and I think that that 2021, you know, will end up by the end of the year being a lot better than what we just went through. And? We, we can do it. And fuck Mike Pence. And? Fuck Trump. And? And the GOP. And? It's just bastards. And thank you, Mitt Romney, for at least trying to do the right thing and, and standing up and being a statesman. A little bit. Well, his his recent statements that he has put out over the last couple of days, he is trying to do the right thing and encourage people to do the right thing and asking what is the GOP thinking, why are they doing this? And they have lost their way and this is wrong. Fair enough. And, and I have to give him props for having the guts to do that because, you know, Twitter has been threatening everybody. So, you know, I, I give props where they're due. I mean, in, in at least he was willing to stand up and be the one and only person to vote for conviction on, on impeachment. So he did try. Uh, you said little, uh, you're trying to give me a hint and it's not registering. Yeah. I mean, don't forget. One of the guy that needs to be told F you. With what, what looked to be like the, the COVID hands a couple of weeks ago. and Oh, uh, Mitch McConnell. 
Damn. No, 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 Moscow Mitch. Dun, dun, Moscow dun, dun, Ma- Mitch and uh, Leningrad. Moscow's bitch. Leningrad, Lindsay, and you know, those- I don't know gosh, there's just so many at this point now. Yeah, just, yeah, there's yeah. a there's a whole thing with that. I did not cover it at the opening of the show, but yes, I have been keeping track. And as of the recording of tonight's show. It has now been eight years, six months, 17 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. He's still in, and we are still waiting. For those of you that like to get a copy of the audio version of the podcast, please take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com. You'll be able to get it over there. We are working into trying to figure out how folks can get it through Plex, because apparently Plex is weird. Oh my god, ask me about it sometime. If you'd like to leave a voicemail message, of course, 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. Please stay safe, stay warm, stay healthy, and as I've been telling people, may this year be kinder and gentler to us all. We'll be here for you again next week unless something really significant should happen. In the meanwhile, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well, peace, and long life. Live long and prosper, my wife. Fifteen and a half years on, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. As always, until the next time we get together, everyone... Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.